0: This podcast may contain adult language and situations, graphic, gory details, and other not-so-nice things. Listener discretion is advised.
1: I'm Lacey. And
0: I'm Ashley. And this is United States of Murder. This week, we're in Wyoming
1: discussing a man who commits familicide And almost gets away with it. Then we'll talk about a hitchhiking snowboarder that meets trouble on his way to the mountains. So buckle up and join us on this dark and twisted ride through the Cowboy State. Bob and Leanna met
0: as teenagers. They fell in love quickly and she gets pregnant at the age of 17. Both families were Mormon And they decided to get married as soon as they graduated high school. Leanna was excited for their new baby. She was a loving wife and a wonderful mother. Bob took a job laying carpet and had a reputation of being the best carpet layer around. Okay. He was a good husband and father, but after a while, he started feeling trapped. So, the family lived in Green River, Wyoming, with their little boy, Eric. This is a very small town. There are only 12,000 residents. And it's very outdoorsy. Mm -hmm. Like, everyone hunts and fishes and hikes and bikes and all that shit that gets you bit by mosquitoes and bugs. So, August the 10th, 1996, Bob and Leanna, along with their five-year-old son, Eric, are hiking in Sweetwater County. It's just a few days after Eric's fifth birthday, but tragically, this would not be the trip that they all came back from. Bob calls 911 and reports that his wife and son have fallen off a cliff. He can hear gurgling, he says, coming from them. He can't tell exactly where he is other than, I'm on top of a cliff. So about 45 minutes later, the police find Bob on top of a cliff and his wife and little boy are below him on the ground. They were crumpled up and bloody, disfigured, and both were deceased. He tells the police that they chose to come to Flaming Gorge for a picnic and little Eric had been chasing lizards around. Leanne and Eric had been out there on one of the points, and he had walked back to his truck to get something to drink when he heard his wife yell out his name. He came back. He can't find him anywhere. He looks down, and over 100 feet at the bottom of this cliff were his wife and little boy.
1: And he could hear gurgling what he tells in
0: that, that distance. That's what he tells the police. He said he couldn't get down there to help him. He tried, but it was too steep. But the fire department gets there and they're able to get down to the bodies. No problem.
1: Mm. At least try. He said he did. Oh, okay. Well, he's saying he tried and it was too steep. He said he tried. It's
0: too steep. He couldn't. Fire department gets there and they're like, there's no, we get, we got down there in like 10 minutes. So no one here is convinced that this is an accident. Mm. Bob says, we've never been here before. But he did park his car in a very dangerous area, so it was very close to the cliff. There just there was a lot that wasn't adding up okay. for the police department, yeah. for the fire department. And Bob's attitude was very nonchalant.
1: And for two people to wife, fall to their
0: death. Wife and son. He was not behaving, quote unquote, like someone who just lost his entire family on a picnic. But- we know that not everyone behaves the same. He could have been in shock. Mm-hmm. We don't know. So but the whole thing was a miss to everyone that was there. Also, the fire department and the police are both in agreement that no mother would have taken her child out on mm. the edge of a cliff or let them place so closely to where they could have fallen. Yeah. Over a hundred feet. So it is ruled an accident. There was nothing they could do to prove otherwise. There was no evidence, no witnesses, nothing. Bob collects $60,000 in life insurance and goes on about his life. Detectives do question family and friends, and nobody thinks he would have done this. They're all in agreement; it had to be a terrible accident. Like I said, no evidence, no foul play. Autopsies were consistent of falling. Their funeral was held after the investigation was completed, and they were buried side by side on a hill overlooking their town. And everyone felt so sad. Terrible for Bob. He had to move out of the state of Wyoming, he said, for he was just grieving, so he goes to Texas to try to move on with his life. Jeez. So two years later, Bob calls his friend Roger and asks him for a favor, but not just any favor. He wants his friend Roger to kill his parents and he'll give him $20,000. What? He tells him his parents are going to die. Uh, whether you help me or not, like my parents are going to die. So you can help me or not. Doesn't matter. This is basically what's going to happen. How close of a friend, like who does that? Just very, brings that up. Very good friend. But this is the second murder for hire that Bob has attempted to hire his buddy for. <gasps> because two years prior to this, he had asked him to kill
1: his wife and son. Oh, my gosh. Who could be friends with someone that wanted to have his five-year-old child killed? Seriously. Well. I would be like, you are. What excuse could you give? I None. Oh, my God.
0: So the two years prior to this, Bob had reached out to his friend Roger and told him, he set the whole thing up. He said, we will be cooking out on Thursday. I will leave a gun for you in the shed. Shoot me in the arm. Try to miss my bones. Shoot my wife and son in the head and chest and take out as many neighborhood kids as you need to (sighs) so it doesn't look like an isolated event. Oh, he's a sociopath. This man- Neighborhood kids? This man thought this whole thing out, had this whole plan, approached his friend, offered him money, and left a gun. Yes. Roger refused to do this. You're insane, he told him. Um, He probably thought he wasn't serious, but was like, I'm not doing this. No. Oh, Lord. But three weeks later- When he hears about his wife and son falling off of a cliff, Mm. he knows it's not an accident. So, this time, when he approached Roger, Roger was like, I've got to tell somebody. Yeah. He is friends with a lieutenant with the police department. And so, he calls him and meets with him and tells him everything. Wow. The murder for hire for his wife and child and about him wanting his parents killed. And the police... Tape the conversations, but they need to get more of the plan Mm -hmm. on a recorded tape. So Roger calls Bob, and this time Bob tells Roger, I don't want you to kill him, I want you to be the lookout. That he was going to murder them himself. So now they have enough evidence that the FBI gets involved. And since 1996, Bob had lived off the life insurance payout from his deceased wife and son, and his money was running out. So this was the motive. If his parents die, he gets their life insurance. So another recording was set up. This time, Roger asked him for more detailed questions, and now they have the whole plot recorded. He lays the whole thing out. Wow. So Bob is arrested in Texas in January of 1999. Four months later, he pleads guilty to conspiracy to commit murder and is sentenced to 10 years in prison. But his parents refused to believe that he was going to kill them. They thought this was all a bunch of bullshit. They didn't believe. They didn't believe it at all. Oh, man. But they're still trying. The police department is still trying to get enough evidence against Bob to charge him with murdering his wife and son. So finally, in 2002, they have enough, and his trial for their murders begins, as Roger being their main witness. They show pictures of the cliff, and everyone agrees, just like before, that no mother would have let her son play on the edge of this cliff. The jury then takes a field trip out to Flaming Gorge. They all peek over the edge. And they all agree this was murder. This was not a picnic area. There's nowhere even close to where they were that you could even begin to picnic. Mm -hmm. It was an isolated spot miles from town and miles away from any civilization period. So no one would hear or see or witness anything. Bob recollects of how the fall happened and that was inconsistent too. He had told officers that they had slipped, but had told his friend Don that the cliff had given way, causing them to fall. Like they were standing there and it had the rocks You could tell that. Yes. Bob told them that he couldn't get down to help his family. And that's also called into question, considering how easy it was for the rescuers Mm -hmm. to get to him. And then there was Crystal. Crystal had started having an affair with Bob. Oh, no. When she was 13, he had been married for three years. This was a 13-year-old child.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: He would take her to drink beer out at the same spot.
1: Oh, oh no.
0: Yes. Mm. She said he told her he always wanted out of his marriage, but he didn't want to have to pay child support. So divorce was not an option. So she came forward as a witness and said that he had been talking about this as early as three years into their marriage. He knew where this spot was. He knew how dangerous it was because he had taken her there. This wasn't like he told police. They just stumbled upon this spot and decided to go there. He had planned this for over two years. So Bob is sentenced to life in prison for the murder of his wife and son, And the attempted murder of his parents. He's guilty of all charges and is currently in Wyoming State Penitentiary. Six years. Six years it took them to finally convict him of murdering his family. How can you push your wife and child off of a cliff? To
1: get out of paying child support? Five-year-old baby. Oh, my gosh. He's a sociopath. Mm -hmm. There's
0: Walk like, no up question. behind
1: them and shove them off. That's sick. That it's is so
0: sick, horrifying. And you had an affair with a thirteen-year-old yeah. girl, that is three years older than Max. To put it into perspective, oh, as yeah. if as if thirteen doesn't sound disgusting enough. Three years older than my baby. Ugh, God, who you saw last week? That is a that's yeah child. Ugh. That is a child.
1: He's a f- terrible yes. person.
0: Awful. Awful, and then you're going to kill your parents. <sighs> you don't care about
1: any fucking body. Awful. Anyways, I mean, he could have. Uh, it's terrible, but just killed his wife and not killed his son to not pay child support. He just wanted to be done with it them. All. Been with them. Like we see, it's this. not just child support. No. He just was did not. He just did not care at all. We see these cases. Ugh. Look at what's his name. I don't even want to say his name, that killed his two little
0: girls and his wife. Oh, I can't even think about that. That makes me sick. Or the one who killed his wife and then blew his house up with his two little boys in it. Yes, that's – (sighs) People are – you are a parent. You're supposed to be the safe place for your child, so for you to just fucking murder them, you are the biggest piece of crap. Yeah, I – I want to stab your brain with your nose bone, like (sighs) – punch you in the face that is horrifying yeah anyways there's not terribly short case and also terribly horrifying
1: off a cliff
0: Mm -mm. a fucking cliff if anybody i did just recently go hiking with somebody but i'm terrified of heights i don't want oh so i did never mm. stand even close to an edge and i made this person go first
1: same if i'm off a cliff someone pushed me because i would never get close no
0: <laughs> and you're going first you're in front of me i have my eyes on you at all time. not that this yeah. person i went hiking with i thought would push me but no also, i'm paranoid i'm sure she didn't think her husband would push her and her son oh. either oh, god fuck you bob oh. if you're listening fuck you if you're not listening I'm <laughs> either way <laughs> bob duke duke was their last name i don't think i mentioned it but
1: man anyways
0: terrible that is
1: bad that's a bad one
0: sorry i know we don't typically do kid stuff but sorry
1: well let's take a quick break after that So, mine's a little different. It's Good. Still bad, though. You know, we know the drill. So, Ben Bradley was a free spirited, mellow, and trusting young man who had a passion for life, and his life mostly revolved around snowboarding. When he ventured out of California to live on his own in Colorado, he moved to Winter Park to be closer to the slopes. There, he worked on the resort's snowmaking crew to earn a living. And he got to enjoy his passion of snowboarding in the meantime. Off season, he would work odd jobs. After several seasons in Winter Park, Ben spent the winter of 2005 to 2006 in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, living in a friend's laundry room. He was just kind of, you know, I mean, young, didn't have ties, nomadic, you know, that kind of thing. Ugh, living the dream. Yeah. He returned to Colorado in the spring of 2006 and stayed in a cabin with no plumbing outside of Fraser, earning some money and planning to go back to Jackson Hole for the next winter. Jackson Hole, I've never been there, but it's a skier snowboarder's dream. Mm -hmm. It has a lot of extreme places to go, and he was really good at snowboarding. So in June of 2006, 28-year-old Ben planned on heading back to Jackson Hole to celebrate his 29th birthday with some friends, and by snowboarding off a glacier in Cody Bowl. Yeah, doesn't sound fun to me, but that was his jam. So he set out for Wyoming with his rare, never-summer-split snowboard and gear. His plan was to get there by hitchhiking. No. And this was about 500 miles away from where he was living in Tabernash, Colorado. So... I'm just staring at the map. Yeah, that would be about a seven and a half hour drive if you went straight there. But since he's hitchhiking, he's going however far he can get in the closest direction, you know? Yeah. Well, Ben was six foot five. So there wasn't much to be afraid of. You know what I mean? Like if you're a man who's six five. And he's a snowboarder. You, so he's, he's like, tough, he's fit. He's not scared. He doesn't see the danger of hitchhiking like you or I would, you know? Right. His dad said Ben didn't see danger where he saw danger and that his lack of fear came from snowboarding. That day, when Ben made it to Rock Springs, Wyoming, he gave his parents a call, but they did not answer. They were driving in an area with no reception and the call didn't even go through. After that, his parents don't hear from him. They know Ben is capable of taking care of himself and they don't assume the worst, because his father said sometimes Ben would just go off the side of the road in the forest, open a sleeping bag, and sleep. He would just – that was the kind of thing he did once he camped out in the wilderness alone for four days. No. I wouldn't even do that with a, pers- with a whole group. Isn't that Bigfoot territory? That's scary. <laughs> he was not scared of anything. So days continue to pass, and Ben's friends at Jackson Hole worry when he doesn't show up. I mean, he's going there for his own birthday celebration. He was hitchhiking, so it could take him longer to get there, but he wouldn't miss several days, and especially without calling. And at this point, his friends call his parents and said, you know, hey, Ben never showed up. And at that point, they freak out. Ben would not miss a snowboarding date, and he was not like that. He wouldn't just no-show. So his parents filed a missing persons report, And then they flew out from California to Rock Springs, Wyoming, because this is the last place he placed a call on Interstate 80. Ben's parents had his phone checked into, so they knew he was at least there at some point. Rock Springs is about 188 miles south of Jackson Hole, so it's possible that whoever he was riding with at this point was going out of the way, so maybe they dropped Ben off in Mm -hmm. Rock Springs, Or maybe that person stopped to get gas or food. Either way, he was in Rock Springs. Mm -hmm. Ben's parents handed out flyers of Ben's photo and info the entire way up to Jackson Hole, but there was no sign of him and no one had seen him. They had no other choice but to fly back home and post his photo on a missing person's website, and they were worried they may never find their son. I don't know that I could have flown back home. I mean, I don't that know what be good hard. I would have yeah. I don't know what good I would have done staying, but And especially because I mean there's five hundred miles. They know he was in Rock Springs, but five hundred miles of where he started to where he could have ended up. So it's like And not a straight man. shot. Yeah. You don't even know. Yeah. You don't know and with hitchhikers you don't know what route they took yeah. or anything. Four months passed and the case was growing cold until Tommy Bowman A manager at a Rock Springs coffee house walked into the Sweetwater Sheriff's office with his backpack, with Ben's backpack, in September of 2006. So he said he found it on June 3rd while he was jet skiing. Jet ski? Yeah. He said that the backpack was floating in Flaming Gorge (gasps) Reservoir. That's where my cliff was, Flaming Gorge. Really? Yes. Oh my gosh, that's weird. He said that when he saw one of Ben's missing persons posters, he realized the name matched the car title he found in the backpack. But I'm like, four months
0: past, And it's floating. It wouldn't have sank or yeah. weather, you know,
1: tore it up from the weather. Well, he found it like right when he went missing. Oh. And he just had it in his car, allegedly, for four months. And then it just occurred to him, oh, yeah, that matches – I mean, his parents went out immediately and put the flyers out. So, isn't So track. they were kind of like, that's weird. That doesn't make sense. On October 1st, Tommy led investigators to the spot where he said he found the backpack, but nothing was there. I mean, four months have gone by. They didn't find anything. Well, a 100 miles away, two hikers stumbled across a mummified body at the base of a remote crag called Boar's Tusk. This was about 30 miles of mostly dirt road north of Rock Springs. There was a wallet with several hundreds of dollars still in it and a cell phone, but no snowboard. This was Ben. All the money was there? Mm Mm-hmm. Hundreds of dollars. (sighs) He had suffered blunt force trauma to the head and had multiple stab wounds. And police were puzzled over the motive because... He didn't know anyone in Rock Springs, and none of his money was stolen. That's kind of weird. And he was in the middle of nowhere, so... Possibly dumped. Yeah. Tommy Bowman, the 36-year-old man who found the backpack, became their main suspect. Well, actually, he wasn't officially a suspect. In the beginning, he was a person of interest. Yeah. Detectives searched his apartment, confiscated some of his belongings, and talked to his friends. They found blood in his apartment... Allegedly from a brawling friend of a friend who slept over one night. But the DNA did not match Ben, so he was probably telling the truth mm-hmm. or whatever. Tommy said that everyone told him not to turn in the backpack after he found it belonged to a missing person, but he thought, why? I have nothing to hide. He also passed a polygraph. Who cares? But something about his story did not sit well with investigators. They claimed he told different stories about finding the backpack. He also went on national news and implicated other people being with him. And that wasn't true. He had told the cops initially he was jet skiing and found it. And then he went on TV saying he was with friends and they all found it together. And when he mentioned, he dropped their names and they were shocked and they were, We're like, no, we weren't there. Girl, don't try to implicate me in anything. I'll be like, she is lying. (laughs) And it was weird, but the police still couldn't find any evidence against him. So they kind of thought he's just kind of some weird guy. So the case was getting cold again until a man named Eric Kahn in St. Louis, Missouri, started talking about the details of Ben Bradley's death. He was in jail on another charge. And when the police interviewed him, He gave details about Ben's murder that had never been released to the public and he implicated himself. Eric Kahn lived in Rock Springs when Ben disappeared and he confessed to joining two other unnamed men in beating Ben in a Rock Springs home in early June 2006. According to the records, Eric and two other men spent hours at the home getting high together Based on their criminal records, I'd say it was probably meth, not like weed, you know. Was he a known drug user? Ben was not. Nothing that I found said he abused especially meth. I didn't find any of that, but these three men did. One suspect, and in all the affidavits, they're named like co-suspect number one, co-suspect number two, for some reason. Eric Kahn was the only public one on there. But- It says co-suspect number two hit Ben in the head with an axe handle. As Ben struggled to get to his feet, co-suspect number one stabbed him in the torso with a folding knife. Eric told the agents he kicked and punched Ben until he was lifeless. The two suspects then dumped Ben's body in the desert while Eric cleaned up the blood. He gave no motive. Did they take the snowboard? They did not find the snowboard. Maybe that's that was the motive. But still, <sighs> that's hard seems, to say. And then you're not going to rob him of his cash? I know. It's very odd. Uh. So 41-year-old Eric was arrested on March 18, 2010 in St. Louis and was charged with first-degree murder in the death of Ben Bradley. And get this, his testimony linked him to Tommy Bowman, the what? guy who found the backpack. Yeah. So he was either co-suspect one or two. It didn't specify in the court records. But he was charged with accessory after the fact of a homicide. A lot of the investigation has been focused on finding Ben's custom-made snowboard that was painted with the image of an eagle with lightning bolts in its in its talons. It's very specific, and it was custom-made. So it's not like you these can are find just them. all over the place. Yeah. The affidavit states that a sister of co-suspect number one told investigators that she had seen a black snowboard at the residence that her brother shared with Eric. It also states that another unnamed witness told investigators that he saw a black snowboard there. He said that co-suspect number one told him, I killed that guy and if you say anything about it, I'll kill your wife. Several people came forward and implicated a man named Tracy Warren and said they saw him with Ben Bradley prior to his death. Also, Chris Dover was Tracy's roommate and an acquaintance of Tommy Bowman. So it's like they're all connected somehow. They haven't been charged in this case, but there was a circle of people who were active in criminal events in the area. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how they were connected. Maybe it's drugs. Maybe it's petty crime, whatever. This all seemed to be a pretty decent case since Eric admitted to things that were undisclosed. Until he threw a monkey wrench into the investigation. Not a monkey wrench. It's a big one. He claimed he had an alibi. All of a sudden. He said he was actually in custody on June 2nd in Los Angeles. Well, that's traceable. Yeah. And the thing is, though, they trace it and it's legit. What? Yeah, they looked at the jail records in LA and he was, in fact, in custody. On the same date they pinpointed as Ben's disappearance in Wyoming. Hmm. Ben's parents were skeptical though, because his remains were found months after his disappearance. So the exact time and date are unknown. So it could be wrong by a day or a couple of days. And that's a big deal. Yeah, that matters a lot. I mean, if you're, they think he had time before he got to LA to have something to do with it. Uh huh. The police were obviously very suspicious of Eric, but said there were rules they had to play by and they had to procedurally do the right thing. So the district attorney canceled the court date and everyone suspected was kicked free. The charges were dropped against Eric and Tommy. Then in 2017, there was news that county detectives were processing a residence on Bridger Avenue in Rock Springs for evidence in Ben's case from the result of a fresh lead but they have not disclosed details since then, since 2017, and the case is still ongoing as an unsolved homicide. Police say the men have plenty of family and friends in the area and that someone might have all the answers they need to solve this murder. They insist that someone, maybe several people, know exactly who killed Ben, and they may just be too afraid to come forward. Authorities ask anyone with info concerning Ben or his snowboard, They still haven't found it. Contact the Sweetwater County Sheriff's Office at 307-875-1400. So, there weren't any updates about this case since 2017, but I did find an article about Tracy Warren, one of the suspects. Last fall, he pleaded guilty to a count of conspiracy to deliver a controlled substance of meth and a count of fleeing or attempting to elude police officers during a court hearing. And he pleaded guilty to that as part of an agreement. And he's currently being held in the Lincoln County Detention Facility with a $500,000 bond. So we're going on 20 years, no resolution. What a nightmare for these parents. It is because they all are like, these men were likely involved. Right. I mean, if this Eric guy knows details they never disclosed – they're tap dancing all around it. They just can't find like
0: the smoking trigger. And it's
1: like it wasn't until he had a defense a defense attorney where he's like, Oh, I have a I have a motive. I have an al- or I have an alibi. Right. Like, wait, what? You didn't know at the time you were in jail? You had to look back. I don't know. But awful. I
0: can think of nothing worse than having a child disappear and having mm-hmm. no answers. And I mean, you have no answers. You have no closure, and it's—I mm-hmm. it, don't even like whenever I lose a dollar out of my purse. Yeah, for real. where did I do with that five? Like it didn't. It, like it keeps me up at night. I have mm-hmm. um, control issues, but that doesn't even—I mean, obviously—compare to not knowing yeah. what I. I just
1: can't. <sighs> and the snowboard thing. Once that became a big thing they were looking for, I feel like maybe they destroyed it, unless they sold it or something for drug money right off the bat. That's probably exactly what happened. He's. But then they would have took the cash, you would think. Yeah, that's a good point. That's the thing I don't get is their motive, just the kill to kill. It doesn't make any sense. Because I think they did it. Oh, at least yeah. one or two of them, but – It's like he was probably looking for a ride. One of these guys, maybe, this is just me speculating, was like, Oh yeah, I'll give you a ride. But instead of taking him north, he went back to his house. Uh Uh-huh. And that's where it just all went south. Uh Uh-huh. So I'm sure his snowboard was at least in one of their vehicles. And they may have he he may have just left it in there and they were like, Well shit, now we gotta
0: set it on fire because
1: Or sold it. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm sure someone knows about it since he was a blabbermouth in the first place. People know, but yeah, they scared. know of what happened to him, so mm-hmm. they're not not—they're not going to touch that. Oh, Lord. And not to be super judgy, but they kind of look like scary guys.
0: Well, that's not judgy. I think you have a gut instinct when you see someone first impression. Yeah, it's
1: like I come from an area where there's a lot of meth use, and there's that specific, like... Look. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, it's just kind of, I don't know. Maybe they were high and they were just bored. I really do not know. But it's awful. But anyway, we have a new patron. We do? To shift gears. Please. And I've put all the pins in the map. I've been staring at it. I did that today. Let me tell you something, Arizona. I had to Google all these places. Let me tell you,
0: Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado. <laughs> the,
1: the Colorado thing is the weirdest thing to me because there's – a lot of people there. I feel like we – You know what I mean?
0: I feel like if we get an email from you, you should be a patron. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. We'll just start adding pins I in there. I automatically associate you if you, if you slot into the DMs that you're a patron.
1: Yeah, like we have a Montana, but no Colorado. I don't know. About a thousand Maryland's, which I'm mean, here for. It. The East Coast shows up. Look at all that. That's crazy. It's our accents. I guess so. We love your accents too. I sure do. Yes, Ashley's <laughs> a big fan. So we have Jennifer D from Illinois. Well, hey Jennifer. Thank you, Jennifer. Yes. You're awesome. We thank appreciate you. it. And Shonda from Arkansas is back with us. Well, we didn't even know you left, Shonda. We, but thank you for coming. Thank you back. for coming back. And I got majorly behind on sending our shirts with the pregnancy and baby stuff. So I'm currently getting caught up on all the shirt stuff. We'll get them sent out. I'm up to date on sending out stickers. So if you have not received those and you've been a patron for like at least a few weeks, email us, let me know, DM us. Don't Don't quit. quit. Just tell me. (laughs) I forget everything. I don't even know my own first name right now. And we got a couple of case suggestions from Holly and Megan this week. Well, don't read them. We may use them. I won't tell you, but I'll send them to you. And even if we've covered the state this season, we love a good suggestion. We'll be back. Yeah. And there's always Wacky Wednesdays. Exactly. We want more wacky stories. And patrons. From you.
0: Yes. There's, like,
1: Patreon episodes coming up. And – this month, I like. It's Medical Mysteries, and I love your topic. It's going to be very cool. Let me tell you. I'm still trying to figure mine out.
0: We're recording it tomorrow, so if you aren't a member, you are going to miss out, and Lacey's going to read a whole spiel about it where you can join us at the end of this episode. Yes, yes. Because she gets tired of me asking her every week. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to tell you, I watched the scary movie
1: Thanksgiving. My mom told me about it the other day. She watched it. She said she thought I'd like it. No, two thumbs down. Two thumbs down. I'm going to give it two thumbs down. You know why? She said it was Halloween-esque. It.
0: I'll three-by-five it for you. Okay. First of all, you're not going to like it because it is a lot of blood and gore and gross stuff. And that's why I say you're not going to like it. Okay. It's very gory, chopping faces off and like scalps getting ripped off and things like that. It has a lot of like known actors and actresses in it which i was surprised by and like i said the three by five it it's a pilgrim (laughs) it is a um, killer pilgrim so it's like black friday it's thanksgiving and somebody's family owns like basically a walmart and people rush in because it's black friday a lot of people get killed and this person that's doing all the murdering basically thinks that they didn't weren't remorseful enough, so he's going to take revenge on this family. So wow. to sum it up, that's what it's about.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah, that that's it. <laughs> but you didn't like it. I didn't. Um, I I kept getting distracted. Just kind of another movie. So, but it. What I mean is, it's it's it wasn't good enough to keep my attention. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. Like it's one, and I'm sure everybody's like put it's on okay. Everyone's put on a movie where they're like, oh, I forgot to unload the dishwasher, and you'll get up and do that and come back. Mm -hmm. And then there's other times you put on a movie and you're like, I'm about to pee my pants, but I don't want to get up. Yeah, so don't buy Netflix for this. Do not. Or Is that where it is? Netflix? (sighs) I think so. I think so. I did see the previews for a movie that is coming out that looks kind of corny, but I'm also intrigued called
1: abigail have you seen the previews to this no hulu just plays the same five commercials and those are the only ones i ever see well
0: i was on youtube for something or maybe max had left it on and you know how they show all the little clips in the bottom of other Mm -hmm. things and it was like upcoming movie trailers for 2024 i was like fuck it i'll click it so i did this was the first one that showed up it's a vampire ballerina Ooh. and it's a child well, that's interesting. And these people kidnap her to hold her ransom because she's from a very wealthy family, and they lock her up. And one of the you know kidnappers is telling her like, as long as you're good, you'll see your you'll see your daddy again, you'll see your family again. And she's basically like, you fucked up.
1: Oh man, I see the cover, and it looks. I'm here for that. So that looks good. It kind of looks corny, but you'll have to watch the trailer. Vampire kids are even scarier. No shit.
0: And she's a ballerina. Interesting. Yes, yes. It's like some fucked up Sia music video <laughs> with blood and guts. I know. I'm, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm here for that. Anyways, so I am really excited about this. But Thanksgiving. Two thumbs down. Okay, don't come for me, people. I won't watch you, it. You can turn it on. I mean, it's one that you can, like, fold laundry and watch. If I need to type
1: notes and have something. It is blood and, and blood's in, blood and guts and gory. Do you think babies can understand that yet? No. Because Honors does watch the TV. He does. No idea. But he doesn't. <laughs> like, no. Is, what's unethical no. with babies? Well, I don't know. I mean, know. that's like people that
0: won't have sex if their baby's in the same room with them in the bassinet. I'm like, they do not know what is going on. No. Now. So, I... Also, am going on a road trip this weekend. Really, where? I'm going on Sunday to the Bigfoot Capital of Arkansas. Wait, what? Yes, Falk, Arkansas. I'm doing it. I'm pulling the trigger. I've been talking about doing. Wait, is these... a festival? It's not the festival. I'm just gonna go. Okay. So, they... how far is that? It's 15 miles from Texarkana, so it's two and a half hours. Oh, okay. So it's me and two of our friends, Jeremy and Jason. So we're getting up Sunday morning and we're doing a whole day. We're going to drive down, we're going to go to the Monster Mart, take tons of pictures. They have a little monster cafe. Oh we're going to eat lunch there and then we're going to go out to Boggy Creek where the movie Legend of Boggy oh, Creek is based off of. That's cool. Yes. Yes, we're gonna check out some monster stuff. I'm excited. I don't know if I like need to get Bigfoot urine like deer hunters do to try to find a Bigfoot. I don't know, but it's gonna be sunny and get 77. A, um, what's it
1: called? A ghillie suit?
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure I know a hunter that probably has one of those.
1: Jason probably has one.
0: Probably, but his is hot pink. <laughs> it's hot pink and it's rhinestones <laughs> and on you, And you have to wear a wedge with it.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's supposed to be sunny. That's awesome. Sunny and 77. I can take a bunch of pictures so we can add some to our Instagram.
0: Yes. I am really excited. It's just like a day trip. That's fun. So I'll have to tell you guys about it next week. Yeah, that's really cool. We Googled all the pictures and stuff from the gas station. They have a giant Bigfoot that you stick your face in. They have like fake uh what are they called like big mannequin Bigfoots that you can take pictures oh my with gosh. it's jason's more excited about like eating at the bigfoot cafe okay he'll buy a shirt oh they have t-shirts yeah shot glasses all the things mm-hmm. probably magnets i hope oh, oh yeah i hope they have a bigfoot stuffed animal we'll have to get one for anders and bring it back oh to gosh. him i wonder
1: why that's the big the bigfoot place because, of Arkansas.
0: Because Boggy Creek is there, and that's the story mm-hmm. that the movie is off of, is supposedly there is the legend of Boggy Creek, because hmm. there is a Bigfoot there, the Falk Monster. You never saw Legend of Boggy Creek when you were little? No, but I know what it is. It's an 80s movie, and it scared me when mm. I was a little girl. So I think I'm going to rewatch that. I need to,
1: yeah. Before
0: Sunday. But yeah, we're going to have a whole-
1: That's so fun. road trip of- Bigfoot hunting. <laughs> Anders needs to get his colic under control so I can start going on cool trips. It's just a day trip; it'll like, be quick. I'm looking for monsters. Listen, don't scare off the bigfoot baby. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh! So I—that's uh, awesome. This is the first one of the year, and I—I'm thinking I'm going to try to do this every month. Just like That's go a somewhere good idea. different. That was my plan last year, but it it didn't happen. I just went to one place. That was still cool. (laughs) It was still cool. It was still cool. So I'm going to try to do that. So I need to come up with somewhere for March. I still want to go to New Orleans, but that's such a long and expensive trip Mm -hmm. because you can't just go there for one day.
1: One of our friends will have a birthday
0: God bless. Birthday trips. Exactly. Exactly. Or a Missouri or a Tennessee one. Yeah. I'm supposed to go to Oklahoma in April.
1: They have stuff going on there. Yeah. Tornadoes.
0: Well, hey, That's like tornado season.
1: Ooh, in March. Yeah, don't go in March. Well, I'm going in
0: April, like the <gasps> second week. I'm Ooh. like, I feel like it's a little tornado-y. I yeah. would rather go face-to-face with a demon then have to i would to get in a hottie ho and hold on to my ass because a tornado's coming i don't love storms
1: i would too and it was march 31st that we had all the really bad ones last year so mm, there's probably some southern the the ghost of branson <laughs> <laughs> it's at
0: Silver Dollar City. It's in fire in the hole. It
1: only gets the tourists. Exactly.
0: Exactly. we're
1: timeshares. <laughs> exactly that's the haunting. Is you have yeah, to just escape the timeshare Two hours
0: with us. Um, next week we're in Missouri. Yes, we are. So, um, do you have a case? I have some. I'm looking at. I have a couple. I'm but I haven't it too. figured it out yet. And we have a T-shirt. Narrow down. That's going to be coming out soon. So we'll get with you guys on that. We'll talk about that maybe next episode, Sounds or maybe good. have it ready, maybe for next episode. It's super maybe cute, so. guys. It's super cute.
1: Maybe so. And if you like a certain phrase or something that you think is funny or just whatever, or a st-
0: or maybe you know. want it, or a sticker, want it on yeah. a
1: sticker to put and on all
0: your expensive Stanley cups.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't see stickers on those. I think it's because... Because they're, so they're 60 expensive. bucks. I wouldn't put a sticker on one. E- well, I mean, I guess I put a sticker on my laptop, but... Well, that's different. That's expected. Yeah, true. I don't know. Anyways, that's all I got. <sighs> no true crime in the headline? <gasps> Shit. Yes. Sorry.
0: Thanks for reminding me as my elbow's on I it. I was
1: like, was that the Boggy Creek? No, my whole
0: arm is on this. Oh, I don't know if you've seen this or not. So, Madagascar's Parliament has passed a law allowing for the chemical and surgical castration of those found guilty of rape of a minor. Chemical castration? And surgical. I'm all for chemical
1: castration.
0: International rights groups have criticized the move, but activists say that they support it and that there is a rape culture going on in Madagascar. Oh, God. I know. Horrible phrase, horrible thing. So, the law passed on February the 2nd, and the Senate, the upper house, approved it last week. So, now it just has to be ratified by the high constitutional court and signed by the president. Wow. So, the justice minister said that it was necessary because of the increase in cases of rape against children. Dear
1: God, what in the world?
0: I don't know what's going on in Madagascar. In 2023, there were over 600 cases of rape of a minor and this year so far there have already been 133
1: in madagascar yes i didn't even know
0: yes it's a sovereign country which has the right to modify its laws as it sees fit especially in relations to circumstances and in the general interest of the people so they can change it whenever they want to so the current penal code has not been enough obviously To deter these perpetrators from committing these rapes against children. So surgical castration will always be pronounced for those guilty of raping a child Mm -hmm. under 10. According to the law's wording, children between the ages of 10 and 13 will be punished by surgical or chemical castration. And children between 14 and 17 will be punished by only chemical castration. Wow. So that's how the law is written. Offenders now face a sterner sentence of up to life in prison and castration. So their president's like, we want to do more to protect our kids. Wow. So the younger the kid, the harsher the punishment. So chemical castration, if you're not familiar with this, is the use of drugs that block hormones and decrease sexual desire. It is generally reversible by stopping the drugs. Surgical castration is permanent. Mm -hmm. So several countries and some states here, like California and Florida, allow chemical castration for some sex offenders. Surgical castration is super rare. Yeah. So Madagascar's new law is being criticized, like I said, by human rights groups as inhumane and it's a degrading treatment. But the law says we're focused on protecting the victims, not the perpetrators. So this is insane to me that I don't think this is a bad
1: idea. But the fact that they have a rape culture there. That is. Fr- makes me want to like throw Like it's getting more and more out of control. And to children specifically. Over 600 cases in 12 months. Oh my gosh. I'm I know it happens everywhere. But that's. I mean, so I hope,
0: much in one area. I hope they get the harshest punish, punishment allowed by law. Because I mean, trash. You're you're just.
1: I wonder how big Madagascar is compared to like a state. You know Google what I mean? It, I'm Google going it, to pull up a picture. The surgical castration is is one thing. The chemical thing, I've always been like, it can be reversed, so I don't see it as. I don't damaged. care. You know what I mean? Like, why not?
0: I it, don't care if you cut it off with a pair of scissors
1: (laughs) i'm assuming the human rights people though are thinking about like well they some people might be innocent blah blah blah, and then there's no going back or i get there's no giving you a new penis or whatever but like the chemical castration lasts for a long time yeah and they can keep dosing them with it or whatever I don't know. I don't know why people don't do that. I mean, I guess because it's inhumane, allegedly, to some people.
0: It's inhumane for you to not be able to get a boner. Get no. I'm like, get the fuck out of here.
1: That's doing them a favor. I'm sorry, no. but that's doing them a favor. That's disgusting. Oh,
0: I'm sorry that you can't get a hard on. You feel like your rights are being victimized?
1: Oh my gosh! Ugh. Try being a woman. Madagascar's land area is about two hundred and twenty-four. 1,533 square miles or slightly less than twice the size of Arizona. Why didn't they just say Arizona and New Mexico together? Because they're roughly the same size. So Uh, that's the
0: whole place. So it's
1: about the same size as Arizona and New Mexico together. It would fit inside Texas. Yeah, it would fit in Texas. So it says it's just larger than the metropolitan France. Okay. Well It's it can fit inside Texas. We'll just say that. Yeah, it can fit in
0: Texas. Again, I mean, don't come for me, people. Or guess what? Come for me. I don't care. But if you rape a child, it's no holds bar. I'm sorry. That's yes. there's no excuse that's disgusting and you're an awful person and Ugh. you deserve the harshest punishment that yeah. is allowed by law.
1: Holy crap, their population is twenty eight point nine million is that right you have your phone out i'm just looking at you now the population is 30 million that seems
0: like a lot (laughs) what
1: the heck i know i'm like are you that seems like
0: a whole lot either way good for madagascar for taking a stand i feel like if more states and places countries would do this then maybe you'd be like oh I don't want this to happen to me, so I'm not going to do this.
1: It also says it's one of the world's poorest countries.
0: Well, they're trying to fight the good fight. So,
1: oh man, that's I mean, if that was happening at that right here, you would have to do something. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't just like if they're not afraid of going to prison. Yeah, what what do you do? do? Three hots and a cot. You're not gonna
0: be put to death. That's
1: crazy. Horrible, but yeah, chemically
0: cras- castrating them or surgically, I say good for you. Yeah, do it.
1: I can't feel too bad. No, for I don't, pedophiles, it's don't even I mean, bat an eye. Yeah, Ugh.
0: so Missouri next week, Missouri Patreon tomorrow. Yep, tell them where they can join.
1: Join us at patreon.com United States of Murder. We will. Give you stickers and eventually a shirt. (laughs) Just kidding. But you can listen to monthly bonus episodes. You can listen to our episodes without ads. We'll give you a shout out and we'll love you. Anything else?
0: No, I was just trying to take a drink real quick.
1: (laughs) Bye. Bye.